I'm going to give a conditional tip. If Dale plays the White Lotus, I'm tipping him. If there's no White Lotus, then I'm tipping Camo. Fantasy. Welcome to the Ocho Bowl podcast. I'm the first of three winners who are on the podcast tonight, as always, Steve Mann, joined by the Kibish, Andrew O'Halloran, and the very quickly rising pup. He's in the playoffs as if fate season ended today. Chris Keane, how are you, boys? Uh, good to be here. It'd be like the as a early Simpsons reference, a big book of Ocho smiles. If you could see the video feed here, winners are grinners. Uh, it is it's great to be back, boys. We haven't done this for a few weeks, and apologies for the uh, for the lack of podcasts to the loyal listeners last week. But uh, the pups haven't lost since we last did a podcast. The last time I was on air, I was talking about how I've got six blokes on by. I was projected to score fifty eight or something. Just a little three and zero run through the bye weeks. So I'm off and about, boys. Back in the top six, where the pups belong. Is is that that week as well? Is that one of the greatest Ocho Bowl wins we've seen, where you were projected to lose by about ninety when we recorded the podcast, and you managed to pull a few moves and somehow get the win, and you put up about a one fifty eight or something, didn't you? To get it, it wasn't like you did it with a low score. Yeah, it was. Uh, I'm just trying to go through it now, but I made a few trades. It, it got to the point of the season, as we all know what it's like and it's an interesting wrinkle this year with with the keepers i think that's been a really good wrinkle to to go through like um you know i did a trade this week with etn um clearly got a better now trade but the the um the the keeper status of etn was really appealing um so i I like that wrinkle but um going back to that week um you know i traded in michael carter christian kirk chase claypool uh, Deontay Johnson and Tony Pollard in the one week. Oh, sorry, I got rid of them. Um, sorry, I traded <laughs> in. I traded in Kirk, Claypool, Carter, um, your boy Jared Goff, Alan Robinson, and Khalil Herbert. All in the one week, six players. That's how you do it, boys. That's yeah. Just got to flip the roster upside down, I, make the big basically, moves. Basically, basically, my whole off. team changed. My whole team changed. I don't, know if I, I don't know if it's good enough to cause any damage or make the playoffs, but hey, I've, uh, I'm, a, I'm a chance, so whatever. Well, Happy yeah, that's it. it. You've got to do something. Just yeah, correct. Old, I had to. You know, Hawthorne coaches like, yeah, all about time it. at the grand final, just do something. Yeah, don't think. And, and don't, <laughs> just act. Do. And, Manny, speaking with you this week, I think you wanted to go after a similar sort of uh, – result or target to do something like that but you just put up a 160 so top score of the of the week just yeah did not even need to i didn't have to execute a single trade i got very it was it was it's fair to say i like to try and pump my stuff up but i had the worst possible luck in week but then once the actual game started i had the best golden run just everything fell my way like i had a game time decision do i start edmonds or booker 
and Edmonds got injured after one carry and scored point three. But I made the call to start Booker literally at the last second. Um, I had just enough guys get the start, so I didn't have to blow up my team and trade. So yeah, it was. Um, and then just you know, guys did their job. Carson Wentz just carried on. The Vikings game situation helped Kirk Cousins throw late, getting me some extra points. Just finally, some luck went my way against Camo as well. Just I know wouldn't have ever expected that. And and for the listeners, don't don't worry, listeners. I'm fully aware of where my team is at. I scored the 11th highest score for the week and came up against the 12th highest score. So very very fortunate, but I'll take it. And even yeah, the commish, commish, you're putting up some uh, some big scores. I saw I've still got to play you twice for the rest of this year, and I was. You know, sort of okay about that, but um, you know, he, he might be back. The curse breaker after a little sneaky one point win or less point three. Oh, I'm losing losing a Ben last week, so I can't. I'm, no declarations of being back until I'm at least above five hundred. I think. Well, we speaking of losing to Ben, we talked about this on the group chat, and I was going to watching that game. I was literally having flashbacks of the time that Australia A beat Australia, and I was. Searching up YouTube clips or just, you know, it was like, I wonder if there was a practice game where the South Melbourne reserves beat the senior team back in 2000, you know, 1958 or something like that. Because um, it doesn't happen too often, but you just, you had, had the measure of you. Uh, it's a classic Ben move though. Like he, his players turn up when they play the curse breakers. Uh, famously, Jamal Charles putting up, 45 points in non-PPR in a semi-final for Ben's only final appearance and win. And then Justin Fields puts up 25 last week in I think the only time he scored more than like 12. Yeah, yeah. Well, I reckon he looks right, Justin Fields. I think I said in a different forum a few weeks ago that he was one of the biggest busts of all time, but he's actually looking pretty good (laughs) as a quarterback at the moment. Anyway, speaking of your win, before we get too far past that, that was very nerve-wracking stuff, wasn't it? Point three, but you had the leading team's quarterback where if they got the ball back with enough time, he would have kneeled three times and it would have... So when they... I don't think he... So when they did kneel for the final kneel, they brought in the backup to do the kneel. So um, I don't think it would have actually happened, but... um, I, know, I was kind of at the point where I'm just like, I don't. Know, I my team's kind of crap. So if I lose, I lose. Like, yeah, what's meant to yeah. be, what's meant to be. Fantasy's in. Yeah. If you want to hear some good news, boys. Yes. Live on the podcast, the league standings have been updated. Oh, as we you speak. You <laughs> we, we were for the listeners. We were bemoaning the fact that they hadn't uh, the NFL app hadn't updated yet, but. Uh, yeah. uh, Oh, there they are, pup up to six, the sensible haircuts up to seventh, and more importantly, boys, the cleats and potatoes back where he belongs in eighth position, three on the trot. It's a beautiful thing. And Camo three on the trot. Both of them have lost three straight weeks. What a time to be alive. Well, the quest for six sitting in second, but... Shaky. There, yes, there is a lot of people chasing him down. Reese is behind him by only seven points, same amount of wins, seven points. And then a host of people literally knocking on the door, Jared, Dale, uh, 
and myself, I'm, 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 I am an extra win back, but we've all gotten completely smashed in points four. And Keeney, you're only a win behind him as well. So <laughs> that that bit is far from over. Far from over. And also one win between what, fourth and 11. So it's tight. It's very tight. Yeah. Very tight. That uh, might, might be a nice segue to get into our headlines of the week um, because very much up the alley of, of where I was going to go with, which was just tightest season in history of Ocho. I cannot remember a time where first to 11th was split by two wins this far into the season. It's just everyone could miss and everyone could make it except for Cam. Oh, sorry, except for Ben, basically, at this point. I would have thought. It's a great call. It's a great call. It's so even. Um, just looking at it now, the updated list, um, you're right. Like, well, Kamish, you're down at 11th, but you're one win away from being fourth. Like, yeah, you know well, what I mean? Like, it's ridiculous. Yeah, four and one in my last five. So I'm. Ah, listen. <laughs> Ever since you raided Ben's team, it's like the karma trains just come and got you. For I don't know, not, not that you. No, I did that in round two. Wrong. I um, it was after uh, I traded away Kelsey that oh, I Kelsey turned curse. it around. Maybe there was talk about the Kelsey curse, but I wonder if you looked at the people that have got rid of Kelsey. What happened afterwards? Does he leave behind? I guess. Uh, it didn't help Ben, but it helped me. But that was because I got my boy Cordarelli and. Um, Jalen Model from Woodsy. Cool. Yeah, but you've you've lost since then, haven't you? Once. Oh, so you have. You've gone for. Yeah, you're right. You're right. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Also, Ben who was also infected with the Kelsey curse. Maybe it's just I'll only lose to Ben and Woodsy from here on out. Only people yeah. with Kelsey can beat me. Well, it's the most unlikely outcome, but possibly there's absolutely no curse related to Travis Kelsey. <laughs> um, Anyway, that, that's my headline of the week. Um, what have you got, Kamish? What's on the front of the old the sound times? effect to set my one up? Let's hope this works. <laughs> that was a coffin opening because there was three teams dead and buried at three and five, <laughs> and you just and the Ocho Bowl members could not pour the dirt on the coffins. <laughs> a YouTube autoplay. <laughs> Didn't know we we're doing a podcast there. Um, yeah, the so myself, Cam, and Manny, all three and five, just get wins to keep the league tight. Where it's three and six, there's probably some keeper trades that start going on from there. Mm. So, and I think I, I made the same point last time. There was a bunch of two and four teams that all got wins. So, um, just can't just can't kill us. Hanging in there. Hanging in there. The, the, and this, I guess, is, is sort of related to both news stories, but of all years for it to be this close, the year we've introduced keepers is the best because there's actually benefit to being out of it early in some ways. Like Ben's sitting on a gold mine right now because he's the only one who can literally trade away all his good players, which he sort of started to do a bit, but and just start scooping up all the keepers because once... Like I, Jared and I, as we said in the chat, were talking about the commish this week. If he lost, probably starting to just sweep up the remaining good keeper prospects. And obviously, you won, so you hopefully won't do that yet. But yeah, you're kind of nervous. If you're three and five, you're like, well, I want to win, but part of me sort of wants to lose if I'm not going to make it, so I can just pull the trigger on the keeper. Yeah, it's a it's a fascinating wrinkle to the season for sure. Um, 
my my headline though is apart from apart from Woodsy just free falling, which is <laughs> I'm free. Uh, it's a heavy free fall. It's uh, it's it's really good to see. It's real meat and veg sort of operation, real O and three sort of stuff. The last three weeks been good, but I think we get to this point of the year most years and go, geez, Jared team, Jared's team's good. And I reckon it's happening again. Christian McCaffrey's yeah. back. Have a look at his scores for the last... Now, he's been unlucky with some win-loss results. But if you actually go through his scores since week five, 220, enormous. 157, lost. Um, bit stiff. 175, lost. Uh, week eight, 153. Last week, 158. He just consistently 150, 160, 170. A 200 in there as well. Um, yep. Second most points for... Only one win away from top spot. He's climbing. He's in the top four. I think he's kind of emerging for mine. Even in a very, very tight season, um, he's emerging for mine as the team to beat. Well, let me. that's a very interesting point you raised there. I agree with you. But let me throw you a couple of other teams in their scores over the last five weeks. So the... Haven't, haven't we talked about the pups enough, mate? <laughs> 178, 125, so you do have a deal. 155, take that back. All right, well, we can go my scores. So I've gone, gone backwards, 158, 167, 179, 156, 189. So I feel like there's actually starting to be a slight divide in the league where – there's a few teams that are capable of putting out the big numbers and then there's a lot of teams that are just churning out 130s. And the records might, hopefully, I mean, hopefully for my sake and, you know, for your sake, that form continues and the, the wins and losses start to adjust to it because we're kind of sitting in the middle because we keep losing with a high score against a high score. But, yeah, if you look at it, and I think it, it sort of tells the story when you look at the points for. Yeah. Um, Havers is the other one who's obviously put up massive numbers. Yep. But you've got some guys in the 1400s, Havers, yep. uh, Jared, myself, a couple knocking on the door. And then you've got a lot of 1200s across the league, including guys sitting in second, third. So, yeah, it's interesting this year. But it, yeah. Close it, it, in record, close on the ladder, maybe not so close in scoring that. It, it's almost like a half win, though. If you've got a good points for, you know what I mean? Like, as soon as you... Yeah create one extra win, you're going to you're gonna jump them immediately. So as long as you keep scoring well, the wins will come um, and you'll have that advantage, a bit like percentage in a, on a ladder. So um, <laughs> yeah, you should be okay. Fun. Given you keep winning, you should be okay. It's funny, actually, because I said this to Jared. We were doing it. We had a little side chat going um, when the uh, – no, actually, we're – yeah, no, we had a side chat going. When we were um, watching the end of the Andrew and Dale game, mm. And we were like, the worst thing that could happen here is a tie. Because True. if it's a tie, basically both these lower scoring teams get a half win, which takes yeah. out points. You lose all your advantage. Yeah. So, so interesting. probably Dale wouldn't have wanted it, but Kamish would have probably been just as happy with a tie as a win now. Uh, yeah, look, I'll take what I can get, really. <laughs> take anything. Um, yes. Very good. And, and just before we, we jump in and we go team by team, but just the old the Fitzy watch, how are you feeling about the bet at the moment? Um, oh, this is kind of like, I was thinking like if Fitzy just went and finished top two, it'd be boring. Like this is, I think, the, the best thing is like, 
he's going to be in contention. So it's on Fitzy. Can Fitzy not stuff it up? Which is, you know, if he just got a dream run and all his players never got injured and he just strolled into the finals, like, you know, I'd be happy for Fitzy, but we want Fitzy to earn the tattoos. I think it's the... Yeah. It's actually the perfect scenario at at the moment, I reckon, because he's... So he's second... But my God, if he has two bad weeks with his points four, he can be out of the top six quick smart. Um, and he knows it. It's so tight. If a couple of teams win and he doesn't with his points four, he'll be down to fifth or sixth straight away next week. Um, and then all of a sudden he's, he's shaky again. So it's a perfect scenario where at the moment he's, he's sitting second, but there's no way you can be comfortable sitting second right now. Yeah. It's almost not irrelevant because it's so close. Yeah, and and I don't know if you guys have scanned forward in the fixture, but last two games, when the rubber's going to really hit the road, he comes up against the two juggernauts, Havers and Jarrett. <laughs> so right, if he's anywhere we, in the mix, can we, two we do, go, can we quickly do his schedule now? I need to I need to go through it. Yeah, sure. So what are we dealing uh, with? I'll go forward. Um, I've kind of given given away the end, but he's got Jared this week. Tough, Oof. tough. So he's got Jared twice. Yep. On the way home. Yep. He then comes up against Woodsy, who'll be absolutely fighting for his life. Yeah. He'll be he'll be in the trenches, boiling his potatoes, trying to get the win because his season's on the line. <laughs> then he comes up one against, there. Hopefully, he'd hope to be. Then he's got Ben. Two and one. Yep. So he's got his old rival. Although, as you said, Ben gets up for the big games, but then yeah, he goes Havers and then Jared. Last so two, two and that three. Is a, so eight and that's six. That's a tough. That is a tough draw. You got to say that's that's a tough draw. Eight and six probably gets you in, I would think. But I tell you what, if he drops one, one and four, is a, a, he drops to Woodsy or something. He drops an early one. He's, well, Woodsy could easily be a favourite in that. Woodsy scored more points than him. Yeah, Woodsy, yeah. I'd say probably. Woodsy. He does have um, Matt Stafford's on the buy that week as well. And we've, oh, this is uh, he's gone. <laughs> oh no, and then he he's got uh, Jones and then. Zach, will he play Zach Wilson against Miami if he's even starting oh. that week? Oh, no. <laughs> I've just had a look. Right now, obviously, you know, a bit of water flowing to the bridge. Woodsy's projected to win by 30. I actually think if they're setting odds, it'd be almost a dollar ninety a piece. Will Fitzy make playoffs? Take your bet. I hate to say this, but I think I'd be betting him to miss. Yeah. yeah, it's a tough draw. I really uh, hate to say it, but he's even though, it even that, he doesn't have any strong keepers as well. Whereas, like, oh, laying the boots in, <laughs> but no, but I think that's going to be a thing coming in towards the end of the season where some of the people, like, you've got uh, Trey Lance who's got value, like, um, Reese has got um, the Baltimore running back that I'm blanking on, um. You know, those players, when they turn into a good player, if you don't have the keepers, then suddenly you're behind where these teams have got good players for them. Mm. Yeah. Jeez. Mm. It's tough. He does have... Yeah, I know. (laughs) It'd be interesting, actually, that week 11 game against Woodsy because... He's also going to have to make the decision whether he drops the Rams for their buy. And I know, we know how he feels about letting go of a defense or a kicker. It's going to be for 
It's tough to answer him. He has got, in fairness to, to Fitzy, though, he's got Montgomery back now, which helps, and he's got Carson that might come back by then, depending on if he's broken spine. Heals apparently, apparently, Pete Carroll was saying today that he's a chance to play this week against Green Bay, mm. which would be huge. And he gets Wilson back too. Like, it just... Like he doesn't have Wilson, but it's in um, Carson yeah, gets Wilson back. Yeah, definitely. OBJ um, in the house. Yes. Yeah. You reckon? You reckon it's a done deal? No, but every chance. I think he wants to go there. And As a Tyler, Tyler Lockett, so... I'm not sure how excited I'd be. Nah. About that. It might not be I a think... bad thing though, because he's just going to take. Um, is it Curse? Who's probably wide receiver yeah. three there? Who's um, take his snaps? Who's who's got Russell Wilson? Because I think he's the one kind of pushed up. Yeah, so he's the one pushing it from what I've read. Um, mm-hmm. And I think it's off the back of him wanting to throw the ball a bit more and have a few more yeah. weapons, obviously. Um, and they, so that he could be it's not like the too. front office there does what Russell Wilson wants anyway, so... True. Mm. At least he's there. vaccinated, unlike Aaron Rodgers, who... That's it. <laughs> he, although he had the best run of the weekend because Jordan Love stank it up and... Rogers, like you know, a bit like the preseason, just they kind of have to bend to his will because they're just so much better with him. Yeah. I was gonna, I was gonna say OBJ could be an interesting keeper next year, but the guy gets overdrafted every year, doesn't he? Like he was a ninth, I think he was an eighth rounder, maybe. What was he? Commit? Yeah, eighth or ninth so rounder. Looking at it now, so like, do you really want to keep him for a fifth rounder next year? Depending on where he lands, he was a seventh like, rounder this year. Seventh rounder, no, fourth so you round. can't. So no, you can't. You're not. No way. No. no way, because he, he gets overdrafted. It's actually it's probably a good point before we do jump into going team by team. Just the the check in on good keepers. Mm. So there's obviously a few around. Um, there was the the Travis Etienne's, the Cam Akers, the guys we talked about, Dobbins. Um, from a quarterback perspective, probably Deshaun Watson's probably the main one. Is there any others you guys can think of on quarterbacks? Uh, Trey Lance. I'm praying Trey Lance gets the job, but I mean, who knows? Mm. Like, it, there's some weird stuff going on at San Francisco at the moment. Um, yeah, yeah. I was talking about because they're in Superflex, they're drafted so high anyway. So yeah, no, um, I was talking to I was talking to Woozy about it, saying, um, you know, I'll, I'll happily keep Trey Lance next year, and he's saying, oh, he doesn't think he'll be the starter, and I thought for for a third round. Oh, happily, mate. If he's the starter, happily. Yeah. No issues. Because by the time you keep him, you know they're the starter or not. So then it's... Yeah. If we're doing a full redraft, you would go in the third round, I think. Yeah. I mean, if you go off this year's draft, Hurts. though... Yeah, okay. Jalen Hurts went in the fourth. Trevor Lawrence, you could get in the fifth. You get Joe Burrow in the sixth. Tannehill was the fifth. Brady, obviously Brady's probably surprised a few, but he was sixth. Hmm. You reckon you'd, you'd be happy with him in the third? I think it's I probably. Wish. I don't think I'm. I'm gaining value, but I think the upside's there to have a crack. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I'll have a think about it. But I, I, I like, thought about keepers. I like having him. Uh, Tom Brady for a third rounder next year might be a good keeper for Ben. He'll be 49 though. Like I know you just you're better never to try to pick the decline of these guys. Just ride them. But what if you wanted? What if you wanted like a? So Derek Carr for me is an interesting one. Like mm. he's not not flashy, but solid. Like if you what is he ninth rounder next year? Why not? Yeah. 
Uh, he's a eighth rounder. Yeah, yeah, why yeah. Not? yeah. It's a good call because once you get into that territory, I feel like like Carson Wentz is tenth for me. Yeah, he's and like well, you, you, you're like at that point you're gambling on the sort of lower quarterbacks on which ones are going to jump up. If you've kind of nailed one this year, you're almost yeah. like, well, maybe I'll just you know look he, it in and yeah, you know he can play. You know he's going to get you fifteen to twenty. Might get yeah. you twenty five one week. Why not? Well, yeah, it's it's what else is better? Because so my my plan was one one of the things when I went with this late QB strategy. So I took him in ninth, tenth, twelfth, and thirteenth. My rationale was, I'll, I'll just hopefully one or two hits, and then I can almost lock in those selections next year, and then do what I did again and pick a team. But I don't have to worry about whether I get the right quarterback or not. And then my long term plan, which I got a bit lucky with the COVID thing, but was to take Jordan Love late in the season. And just have him on my roster and see what happens. Um, and then the COVID thing happened and I panicked and thought someone else was going to cotton onto it or take him for a while. But anyway, I managed to get him. So yeah, I reckon I reckon quarterbacks are great if they're just around because you don't need the best quarterback if you take if you're using a tenth round pick on it. You just need a decent serviceable one and then you use all your high picks on other position players. But I don't know. We'll see, because we might get to the end and it's the guys that have the top end, you know, the Kyler Murray's and the, you know, Josh Allen's that are just coming good in playoffs. Lamar Jackson. Um, so I think the thing, because I obviously was doing some keeper looking, is um, so Jared currently has uh, Jamar Chase for a fourth rounder next year. Would that be the king of the keepers, you think? Be the yeah, best, player, best player that yeah. you can consider. I mean, yeah. I, I, I would be pretty happy if I was knew I had Hunter Renfro for a 15th. <laughs> if I was because he's just he's he has like I mean, you know, I know he's a bit of a cult figure, but he's literally just a good player now. Yeah. He's um you, you'd be he, he's like he's not that dissimilar to like a Tyler Lockett who you'd get with like a fifth or sixth. Probably doesn't have the same upside, but I'd be I'd be locking him in if I had him. Um, what about like a um, a Hollywood Brown? Yeah, he's good. Big fan of that one. That's like a twelfth rounder, isn't it? Next year, eleventh. Uh, where is he? He's yeah, eleventh. So that's pretty good. Yep, that's a pretty good one. Uh, I tell you what, Rug, would you? <laughs> he's. He'll be. You'll have to. By the time he plays the end, you'll have to take him in the minus eighty fifth round or something. Yeah, he'll be a first he'll, rounder for sure. He just, yeah, he'll. Uh, gee, not a not, not one you'd. He, did he get dropped? I didn't actually pay attention. I was actually looking at that. Wait, which last he dropped? He hasn't. Cam still got him. Are you serious? Yeah. This is. Has he really? Uh, Mitchell, we do it, sorry. Yeah, didn't need the spot. That is, that is bad juju. Oh. He's still got him on the roster. That is bad <laughs> juju. Wow. Well, he won this week. Yeah, maybe it's just scaring his, you know, yeah. straightening up his teammates. Just with yeah, the... when they bring in the prisoner to scare the, like, um, year nine students. Yeah, yeah. So... The, the only other name I want to throw up is Michael Thomas, right? 
So he's basically been ruled out for the year. And yep. the reason you drafted him, um, who ended up drafting, I think Cam drafted yeah. him as well, right? Um, so he's been on the IR list all year. Um, yeah. You were hoping, obviously, you'd want to hope to get a bit of keeper value there for him. The question is, use the has, third has he got on him. either? Like, so he's not going to play I don't all year. Think, yeah. I don't think he goes in the third next year. Yeah, I, I don't know if you can take him next year, can you? I obviously love Michael Thomas as is yeah. as widely as known, but <laughs> if he if he's sitting there, and I'll give you some third round wide receivers: AJ Brown, Justin Jefferson, DK Metcalf, Terry McLaurin, Keenan Allen. I'm not taking him ahead of any of those guys. That's guaranteed. Fourth round: CD Lamb, Robert Woods, Allen Robinson. You know he won't be a fourth round next year. Godwin, Evans, Julio Jones, DJ Moore. Like he's there's no way. I just can't mm. see how he's a third rounder. I wonder if he's any form of trade bait to anyone. Could Ben? Could Ben be interested? No, Ben doesn't like old wide receivers. They've got to be young. <laughs> then what's he doing? What's he doing on his roster? Then he's just going to sit there all year. Well, hang on, let's but let's put it in perspective. Cam hasn't dropped Henry Ruggs yet, so <laughs> the chances of him dropping Michael Thomas. Sorry. So Michael Thomas is also sitting in his IR, so he doesn't have. To yeah, I know. I know. So, like sometimes, like you, I think Woods uh, Fitzy still has uh, Gus Edwards in his IR. Like he's not going to use his keeper on him, but you just keep him is, there just in case. Is Dale still carrying Eric um, Smith Junior. in his IR? A late option next year. Yeah, actually, he's not too bad next year. <laughs> he's in yeah. eleven. What's his That's price? Horrible. No, he's the eleven. Moved but- Derek Henry into his IR, so Eric Smith's on the waivers. Oh, yeah. Oh, Why well. would you keep Derrick Henry? I guess there's, they're saying he's, he, I mean, he's not coming back in the fantasy season. No, no way. I don't, he might. He's a freak, so. This is, this is exactly, and I know we're kind of, we probably should move on from this segment, but <laughs> this is exactly what we, I think we talked about in a previous podcast around how guys just get really attached to their own players and, and just... Like there's a real bias towards you just don't let your guys go. The other one is this whole sunk cost thing. People will not part with something they've expended all their fab on or that they've spent a high draft pick on. Like even if the guy's out for the year, people just want him to sit on the roster because they just have some. Well, I only like just got Trey Thurman after spending half my fab on him and I should have dropped him like three weeks ago. Yeah, it's like we just, you're like, hang on to hope that you want it to somehow work out, even though it's clearly not. We all do it. It's, a, it's interesting. We've got these emotional attachments with our teams. Um, all right, let's let's move on to the actual teams themselves. Um, I don't know why we originally tried to experiment with moving, jumping around the ladder. Let's just go bottom to top because it's just much simpler. We don't have to try and keep track of what we've talked about. So Ben, one and eight. He's since we last spoke, he's got a win on the board against you, Kamish. Exciting times down the old Kelsey Clinton factory, I guess. (laughs) Anything? Uh, Are we just doing the one sentence on them again? Oh, yeah, right. Good idea. One sentence. I think it's, I mean, the main talking point is Kittle and Brady are the two that have value. Um, But then because he's the only one, is he going to try and score? 
squeeze his way to getting the best value or just take the first offer. Hmm. So uh, it's an interesting one. It's um, what were you got? What what were your thoughts on the Claypool and ETN for CD Lamb trade? Um, I think it's about right. Like, I think uh, if I was him, I would have tried to get Trey Lance as well. Yeah, I tried to give him a receiver that could be comparable to CD Lamb, and also the, obviously he gets the keeper value with ETN, so it's nice. That's a nice keeper for him next year. Um, yeah, so to 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 um, take you into how that went down. So the initial offer was actually um, Chuba Hubbard for ETN straight up, and mm-hmm. I wasn't really interested in that player. So um, that's where we got to. So I was definitely interested in Land, even though he did nothing this week. Um, mm. And that's how that went down. So I do like the fact that he's. At taking this approach, and as you said, Steve, it you know the team, the only team that's really out of the playoffs, everyone else is still alive. It's it makes complete sense to just try and load up as many eligible, um, legitimate keeper options as you can. Um, yeah, yeah, and I, I wouldn't be surprised if he continued down this path for the next three or four weeks. Kind of as, as well is that with it being three rounds, it is a fair amount of cost. So. It's not like every. I don't think every team's going to take three keepers next no. year, and yeah. so if Ben if and can, then it's a huge leg up. Yeah, if Ben and then like a couple of other like the probably me and maybe Woodsy get knocked out of playoffs soon. Um, if they all just load up and take all the keepers, the teams that finish near the top, like they're not going to have it. Like there's only a certain there's yeah. only the pool of twelve to fifteen. There's only a, yeah, agree. Woodsy Woodsy won't be able to do keepers because there's no fantasy pros rankings for him. No. So how's he supposed to calculate it? And he's he's uh, he'd still be trying to win this year, I'd I'd imagine. Um, The only other thing, the only other impact of all this that's going down with Ben trading out assets right now, for basically for some players that aren't playing this year and just have good keeper value is the schedule for the next five weeks. If you come up against Ben, it could, like, in the last two to three weeks, he could be putting up, like, 60 because his team's just gutted with keepers. Um, So a real advantage if you can somehow get Ben Ben on the schedule in the last three weeks, that's a a big advantage. That's a good point. The the only only thing I'd say to that, though, is given he's one and seven, I guess he's one and eight, whatever he is, but... No one's really being disadvantaged because he hasn't, apart from Andrew, he hasn't been True. But like he put up 170 against, you know, a week ago. So, yeah, oh, yeah. He, could, he could knock you off. It's it's getting less yeah. and less likely that happens. It's, yeah, that's right. So he's got, so Fitzy's obviously, Fitzy's got him the third last week. Um, then Jared and then uh, Dale. So they're the three teams yeah. I think that probably benefit the most. And all, all those, all those three teams are in the playoff race, or right, or in the top six currently. So, um, mm. it's probably a, a stroke of good luck there. But that's probably enough to be said about Ben's team. I reckon we can move on. Yeah. Well, the only thing I was, and I thought this was just an interesting one um, that was talked about on the weekend. But you, you're talking, you know, to your question from before, what was your reaction? When I first saw the trade, I was like, oh, 
thought he could get a bit more for CeeDee Lamb. But then I actually thought about it. I was like, actually, I don't know. Like, we don't know what keeper value is. And actually, this is pretty good for Ben's team because he basically got himself two keepers out of this. Claypool could be as good as CeeDee Lamb. Like, there's nothing says yeah. it that doesn't happen on its own and you get CTN as a bonus. So actually, I, I kind of came around to think it was actually a pretty good trade, probably for both of you. Um, the Or potentially, I thought you could have got a bit more maybe. But ETN, that's the thing. Like, you can kind of look at it from multiple directions and there's no established value. But the other one was we were like, all right, if you were Ben, what would you do right now? And the first thing we kind of said was I'd be going to me and going, I'll trade you Tom Brady for Deshaun Watson. So I wouldn't do like Deshaun straight Watson. Straight up, just give – I don't think – with Brady, like, like I would – I wouldn't do Brady for. I think you, with Brady, like you don't know. Sean Watson might not play next year. If you're gonna, Ben's only sort of got Kittle and Brady are his only two real. Like if you're a proper playoff team, maybe Harris when if he's not concussed. But like Brady and Kittle would probably go into nearly every playoff team. You've got two like bullets. I want people that I can definitely keep. I oh, see. I'm I'm the opposite. I, I, what's Deshaun Watts' keeper value next year? He's in ninth round. If you can, if he, if he gets traded, that is an enormous leg yeah, up that's, in I, the rest I, of the league. The upside of that, the upside of the trade going down, the upside for that is too, like you're willing to take the risk because the upside is enormous. Yeah. Again, yeah, Deshaun Watson yeah. in, the, in the ninth round is just. Because um, you, you could have like a. A first rounder, effectively, or a first or second rounder for a ninth round. Yeah, and if um, and that's the thing. If if he's got you know four or five options, he can sit on it. Doesn't have to use Watson if it doesn't yeah. play out. But if it does, yeah. my God, like he he could be one of the favourites if he if he ends up with you know ETN gets a starting role. Who knows what happens there? You know Watson ETN, and he hasn't, and he's still got first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth rounders. He could have a super team. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, the, 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 I mean, the problem for him and for everyone, I guess, is, and this goes back to the evenness of the season, I'm not making that trade. Not now. No, not no. when I might miss the playoffs. That's but right. the thing you is, if I'm in, I might make that trade at the end of the year because I'm like, oh, you know what, a really weak quarterback around the year. It's just the, yeah, the, the interesting dynamic. But it's also, um, there's only two more weeks till the trade deadline as well. So it's yeah. going to make your decisions quickly. We'll know a bit more yeah, in so, two weeks, I reckon. If if an interesting thing is I play Ben this week, if he beats me, he can probably kiss goodbye to any chance of a trade like that. He doesn't beat me, oh. and I win one after him, probably, yeah. That's the. Hope you listening, Ben. So if you're listening and you're interested in Deshaun Watson, just make sure you put up a your donuts this weekend. Trade um, me Tom Brady this weekend. <laughs> um, the Curse Breakers sitting in eleventh. You've um. You've had a bit of a run, but just somehow you somehow went down a spot, even though you won. Yeah, I went up a spot losing last week, and then I've won and I've gone down a spot. It's peculiarities. Cam's two points ahead of you on total points four, so it's tight down there. How are you feeling? Obviously, based on what you've said earlier, you're teetering on rebuild. Actually, let's go back to the one sentence. It's because you're right. I, I will go. I'll go. I still can't see him missing the playoffs. I don't know why. Like it's just probably it's it's just you're always there, but I still can't see it. Looking at your lineup, I think. Yeah, I oh. think DJ Moore needs to 
DJ, oh, I was thinking of a good pun and I lost it. Um, but yeah, DJ Moore, if he can go back to sort of early season form, then I think, but if he's still putting, if he's putting up 10s, then um, I don't sort of have that elite wide, wide receiver to sort of get me back up there, I think. So it's uh, DJ, DJ, my season rests on DJ Moore. I don't, th- I don't think DJ Moore's the problem, mate. <laughs> I think the bloke throwing in the ball is a problem. Yeah, it's fair. He uh, he ain't very good. I, I you you need to yeah probably need a little bit of luck with your QB situation. Obviously the tour thing. He's um he continues to get I don't know what what his his latest injury is a broken finger or something like that. Um, you know you need to be able to get a bit of luck out of him. Tyrod Taylor came back, which was good for you, um, but still a little thin in that area. Um, which which makes it difficult. So the rest of your team looks okay. Um, certainly thereabouts and, and good enough to to make the playoffs. So yeah, I don't think. I mean, my season though. could come down to Tua playing this week on Friday because um, I don't have a with Tyrod on buy. So if he doesn't play this week, then I'm playing like Boston Scott or Adrian Peterson in the Super Adrian Peterson. Yeah, so I mean, yeah, yeah, it could be two. My season could actually, instead of DJ Moore's shoulders, it could rest on Tua's fingers. <laughs> um, let's let's move up to Cam, the old Urban Meyer Wienermobile in tenth position. Just lovely looking at Don to form and as he's starting RB one at the moment, but he does have a lot of depth. Uh, in a sentence, I would say lots of talent to return. Definitely could shake things up. Yeah, I think like it's hard. It's hard to ignore the talent he has sitting on his bench um, and the upside he has in his team. Still, you know, four and five, tenth, but right in the mix. Um, this is longer than a sentence, but Saquon Barkley, James Robinson, even Dawson Knox back in the lineup. Um, it's a pretty big boost. The Michael Thomas news wasn't ideal, but yep, certainly a team that can challenge still for mine. Yeah, and just Keenan Allen, uh, I love Keenan Allen, and just tales of what is it? Tales of his death have been greatly exaggerated. Just tw- another cheeky tw- uh, twelve catches on thirteen targets this week. Just back to his old hoovering every ball thrown his way. Yeah, moving up to nine. Oh, and just, just um, we didn't. Uh... This is almost this could this could actually turn into a um a, a Ben Keeper kind of show. But um Dawson Knox is interesting as an undrafted tight end as a keeper. Sure, eleventh yeah. round. Yeah, it's not that's it's not terrible. Mm. I'm just trying to look at everyone's squad. He'd, he'd probably go thereabouts because that's when all the tight ends are starting to go in the draft, usually. So yeah, it's fair. Anyway, so where so Logan? That's Thomas probably his. That's probably 11th. his best. That's probably his best keeper, right? Oh, Eli Mitchell in the fifth in the like. Oh, 12th. my bad. There you yeah. go, Elijah Mitchell. Would he give him up if he starts to tank it? No, he couldn't. Um, sorry, sorry. It would be the other way around if he was trying to yeah. win it. If he came good, um, yeah, that's a pretty nice piece. But it's one of those ones where a bit like Deshaun Watson, maybe, maybe slightly less extreme version, but you kind of just need him as an option because you don't know what's going to happen in San Fran in the offseason. Yeah. 
He could be nowhere or he could be an RB1 next year, like at a team. Um, I'll say Mike Gesicki, I think, as well. He mm-hmm. took him in the uh, 10th, I think, um, or 10th or 11th. So, But if he keeps yeah. playing like he has been, um, he could be worth it in the 8th as well. Could be two tight end keepers for Cam next year. Mm. I think we'll see the wide receivers, the rookie wide receivers emerge in the last few weeks, like remaining part of the year. Like obviously so far, Jamar Chase is the only one that's really gone nuts. But, you know, guys like Rondell Moore, Rashad Bateman, um, Smith from Philadelphia, a couple of them, Kadarius Tony, a couple of those guys could just come real good in the back part of the year and prove themselves to be really good keepers. But you just don't know which ones they are at this point. With the trade deadline, makes it a little interesting. You've got to take mm-hmm. a couple of flyers. The pick one in the draft is in ninth position, the old San Diego Demons. He's had a bit of a fall from grace, lost three in a row since we last did the podcast. Sits at four and five now. And Patrick Mahomes looks as bad as he's ever looked in his career, which this pick one isn't so helpful. Uh, where do you guys see him at the moment? You stole my thunder, mate. The curse of pick one has struck again. Um, Mahomes has scored 31 points in three weeks. Lamar Jackson scored that last week. There is... There's some issues going on at Kansas City at the moment. Then they're, they're not very good, yeah. and and there's there's no there's no surprise that coincides with Camo losing three in a row. His star number one pick's done nothing for three weeks. Uh, yeah, everyone in the league knows how much I love Patrick Mahomes, and all I can say is, look how they've massacred my boy. It's <laughs> it's just not the not the same thing watching a shell of a man throw. Regular non flared passes to people, and then they flick him in the air for interceptions. Like, this isn't what I signed up for. I signed up for 15 <laughs> years of exceptional quarterback play. Yeah, I've got, I've got, a, I've got a prediction. Yeah. I think, I think that Camo's a chance to sell Mahomes for a decent keeper pick. Deshaun Watson. You reckon? Stop, it's, not about, it's not about you, mate. Stop making it. <laughs> I'm, I'm just going quarterback for quarterback. He's, uh, I was he's already got Akers, so he's got his RB1 set for next year. Yeah. I mean, that's... Yeah, it's not against the... It's not, yeah, it's not out of the realm, that one. If, he, if he's selling a keeper, if he... Najee is the one that... If I'm a playoff team and I've got a good keeper, I'm eyeing off Najee. Oh, he's the one you want, yeah. But Mahomes yeah. as well in Superflex, there's appeal there. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it depends who who you are. I mean, I guess no one's got a second quarterback good enough that you turn down Mahomes. Yeah. But particularly for teams like me, a team like maybe maybe Fitzy, like got teams that obviously Ben's kind of out of it, but the teams that don't have really good quarterbacks at all mm. and you could – He'd be, he'd be easily best. Mm. Like you'd think about it. I agree. Najee Harris just looks he looks so good. Yeah. Just a shame he was taken so early, so there's no keeper value to him. I think if Kama goes the other way and he wins the next one or two, uh, Javante at trade deadline, I think he's a fourth-rounder keeper. Like, he looks good. He just yep. doesn't get the touches. But yeah, I agree. Yeah, get him as a fourth-rounder next year if he's the RB1. I think you're getting good value there. Yeah, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. His team's um, in an interesting spot, though, for sure. 
it's a bit of a crossroads, but it's still a good team. Like he's he could easily like he's he would have beaten a bunch of teams on the weekend. It's not like he, yeah, it's a lot of it's just the luck. And he had um, he had Len Fournette sitting on his bench. He has Elijah Moore who finally came good this week, but and he had Noah Fant with COVID, which was pretty stiff. Taylor Heineke on bye, who's on his day he can score. I don't know. Yep. He's, he's okay. He's just yeah. And he's got Dale, and then he's got Reese as his next two games. So two yeah, sort out that middle part. Yeah, like he bit. should know by in two weeks before the trade deadline if he's a buyer or a seller. Yeah. Um, eighth, we might let you do this one, Keeney. We've got the old <laughs> meat and potatoes sitting in eighth. Well, it's, this will come as no surprise, but uh, hold on. Let me let me just get some. Uh, Get some stats. <laughs> this this isn't, this isn't stats either, by the way. But uh, let me just uh, so this is what the great Woodsy, who's just reeking of desperation at the minute, three losses in a row, four and five, eight in the league. That's the bottom third from my map, uh, which is kind of where he's been his whole career, except for the one outlier season last year, which he keeps talking about. <laughs> Good to see. It is in my world, <laughs> mate. <laughs> Just let me have that. All right. I like it's it. It's fine. It's it's fine. Uh, now listen, Woodsy. This is what he uh, he was after a uh, Lamar Jackson or a Justin Jefferson. They were the two kind of players he was after. He was after. Now we didn't get his. He's, he's going for cream of the crop sort of stuff. He's going for cream now. It always worries me when he says, I'll do a two-for-one deal. Now, that, that for me really, really, it concerns me, to be honest, because guess who was involved in the two-for-one? One of his QBs not named Josh Allen. So I'm looking at his roster. It's Jimmy Garoppolo or Ben Roethlisberger in the deal for Lamar and some other piece. Like, give me a spell, Woodsy. Get serious, mate. No one wants Jimmy G. No one wants Ben Roethlisberger, and that's why you've lost three in a row, mate. You don't have good enough depth in the QB position. So all the best winning it, because I just don't think you can with Jimmy G at the helm. That's my oh, geez, that's yeah. my analysis. He's that's, he's got whack there. He's um, yeah. He 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 did offer me a bit of a. We, we might come back to the trade, but he offered me a bit of a mercy trade that definitely had the sense of a higher on the ladder offering a lower on the ladder trade when oh. I was trying to scrape together wide receivers, which love, again love to your point, the, the best irony piece that... in the deal. Pardon? Love's getting the best piece in the deal. Oh yeah. I'll give you three yeah. shit players for one good one. Yeah. <laughs> you have two kickers and it's some a fab special panel. in fairness. He's learned from the best. Oh yeah no it was the one I was I'll, I'll talk to it when we do my team, but it was the one I was actually gonna gonna take. So anyway, let's move on. Um Mike Williams, though, boys. That's the big oh, that's the big talking point here. I think I said it. We should dig out the archives, but I called it and I was, I was I was ridiculed for saying he's no good. It's a flash in the pan. It's a few weeks of good form. He's not good. And and it was like, mate, look at the stats. He's an RB one on the season. You know, he's oh, that's what he's always been. He plays wide receiver. Oh, yeah, true. He's <laughs> 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 We've caught Arrow can play every position, so so can he. But no, you're right. Um, yeah, just yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really surprise you because he's just he, he's 
in the same team as Keenan Allen. Like he yeah. had to regress eventually because he's not the bad guy. Yeah, look, I'm not going to say I was right when I told Woodsy that he should trade him early um, to try and get a good piece, but Woodsy, if you're listening, I was right. This is exactly my point from before about Thank people God. just can't part with their players. Like, It's like you know he's completely overachieving, but you just can't bring yourself to do it because you're just like, oh, my kid, no. It's, we, we all do it. It's like Tyler Lockett, two weeks in for me, he's gone like 40-37. And I'm thinking, yeah, I don't think he's going to go tens, but I, I don't know he's not this good. But I just couldn't do it. But how long? Yeah. And then he went five, in, three, two. In fairness, in fairness to Woodsy, it was it, he was so consistent in the first, you know, portion of the year, the first uh, five weeks, apart from one week. But yeah, it really got a lot of people thinking: is this is this the new Mike Williams? He's just if if he's wide receiver one on the season. Um, and I've traded that away for you know eighty cents on the dollar. Um, is that really worth it, or is it is he a league is he a league winning wide receiver for me this year? He's gone from basically wide receiver one to wide receiver sixteen in two weeks. Yeah. yeah. Um. So look, he's he's still a nice piece to own, I think, but he probably can't trade it now. He's just got to fight through it with him. Well, now yeah, now he's at his he's to the low point, and and he's better than he is. Like he's going to. But his keeper value is right, right, isn't it? Now. Yeah, yeah, he's like a decent a, keeper. Yeah, yeah which I think is probably that's a good point. Yeah, so you probably would, you'd be reluctant to trade him. Um, seventh position and knocking on the door of the <laughs> playoffs for the first time in a long time is the old Johnny United sensible haircuts. Um, so we've we've just had a frustrating season, but no, you, you, the the downs come with ups, thankfully, and so definitely had an up this week. Um, and I think, I mean, I'll I'll talk through the trade stuff in a second because I'm sure there's a bit of interest out there around what was offered. But um, it, either of you have a sentence for the sensible haircuts on one line? Uh, just Carson Wentz, welcome back. Just he's just a well, I don't know. I haven't looked at where he's in the quarterback, but like just consistent, like seventeen to twenty five points each week. Just take that. He's the old Carson again, isn't he? Yeah. Um, yeah, he's looked good. Yeah, another another team for mine that's got some upside and can certainly get in and do some damage with if Ridley can come back into the mix. Um, I think he's third for scoring on the year, I reckon. Um, so, you know, to be four and five is probably a bit unlucky. You probably should be at least five or six wins. So um, I think you'll make playoffs with your team at the moment. So uh, certainly a challenger for mine. Yeah, hopefully. Um, I do have the challenge of I'm carrying a few potential mm. keepers, which is making it very difficult to move because I've got a lot of injuries too. At the moment, and that's, well, that's, that's good. That's causing me some headaches. That's good if you sell them off. For yeah, yeah. But, but sort of forcing me to make a decision, which I don't really want to do while I'm at kind of a 50-50 win record. Like, I want to be a bit more entrenched one way or the other. How, how have you not sold Jordan Love to Fitzy already? <laughs> I, I, I want him. But I actually... Like, yeah. Tyreek Hill. No, well, just fair. Oh, I was thinking less, less of a player <laughs> like that, but like someone, <laughs> someone that's a solid starter. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. The the problem. So, 
I it's a nice pickup. I, I hadn't thought of it. Pardon? I was saying it's a nice pickup. I hadn't really. Oh uh, yeah, I, I thought of it at the start of the year, and I just you know when you like just you, you start seeing you know Sam Sam Darnold, you start seeing ghosts. Like all year, I've just been waiting, and like it's a roster spot I didn't want to waste. So I was one more week, one more week, and I just kept started getting really nervous. Someone was going to do it, and so then when, when Rogers had COVID, I was like four a.m. and I quickly swooped because I was like, I don't want to risk this, and probably no one else even was paying attention to it. Um, the problem I've got, and this goes to the tactic of going, let's call it a zero QB strategy, like not taking a QB in the first ten rounds. The problem I've got is you're pretty stacked at the other positions. And so it's really hard to find that many. Like there's only one or two players on each team you want that are, and they're generally the guys they don't want to trade. Yeah, Like people don't want to trade quarterbacks and it's very hard to find a wide receiver who anyone's going to part with that actually makes my team better and doesn't just go, oh, well, I have to drop Hopkins. So what's the point? Like I wouldn't take him. Um, So that's the only thing is like, it's sort of, I mean, it's, it's obviously a good problem to have, and it shows that I haven't had many injuries or long-term injuries, but it, it has made trading difficult. And so to go back to this week and kind of what what played out, when when I sort of had – I carry four wide receivers and they're all good, and I had none of them available. I was like, you know, I've literally got three positions I've got to fill here. So obviously I put out the call and tells you a lot about the individuals, I reckon, just what the trade offers I got were. So let me just give you a bit of an insight into some of what came through. Um, I'm pretty sure I screenshotted it because I was, yeah. Oh, here we go. All right. So I might start with some of the more decent trades. Um, I hope I took photos of them. Might have to remember them otherwise. Uh, uh, so I was in negotiation with Havers for a bit of Stefan Diggs action to try and get Stefan across. Um, ultimately that fell down because he wanted Kamara as part of it. And I just wasn't willing to, to part with Kamara. Um, so, you know, it was a bit of interest there, but it kind of didn't go anywhere. Um, the Sorry, I'm just pulling up the emails because it's the easiest way to check. The offer I got from uh, Woodsy was he wanted Kamara, and this was the one that I was literally going to accept like was was if if things fell the wrong way, Kamara for Aaron Jones and Rondell Moore. Yep, interesting. Which, which given the quarterback situation at at New Orleans at the moment, Aaron Jones could be better than Kamara rest of the season. Kamara is probably more of a swing for the fence play, but yeah. Was, well, Rondell Moore's a great keeper, isn't he? Decent keeper, yeah. But you've got to kind of buy into that he's actually useful because he, he, he could go either way. He could be like a Tyreek Hill because he's also a gadget plays or he could be Tariq Cohen who just like goes nowhere. But, 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 but at a, you know, 11th, 12th round cost, does it matter? Yeah, probably not. Probably not. Mm-hmm. Um, I had one from oh, – actually, that was – I'm going to come to Dale last. He eventually gave me he's a decent busy. <laughs> I've been busy. Yeah. You got offers oh, yeah, from there, everyone except for Ben and There's about Kummer. two people that didn't. I got one from, who's this one? So this is, I'm going to tell you this one. This is the worst trade I've ever seen. <laughs> I, 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 won't, I won't go through all the rest of them. Cam, basically, oh. everyone wanted a piece of 
um, AJ Brown or Kamara. And that was the issue. They were the two guys I didn't really want to get rid of. Um, Fitzy and I were in some negotiation, but he kind of wanted Kamara or Mark Andrews. I'm sort of like, they're kind of the two guys I can't get rid of. Mm. The, um, the worst trade of all time that I've ever seen. He wanted AJ Brown and um, Rashad Bateman. Yeah. So good, good keeper. Remember, Bateman's gone in like the 14th round and then yep. AJ Brown. Yep. What do you reckon he puts up in exchange for that? Well, it needs to be an elite player. Has to be an elite At player. At least one, right? Yeah. Well, yeah. He's getting well, AJ, AJ Brown. AJ Brown's fucking. And, and let, sorry, let, Rashad Bateman will have a good second half of the year. Let me run through a few of the guys on his list. So he's got Stafford, he's got Pollard, Singletary, he's got Thielen. Sorry, I'm looking at that. I tried to get Bateman off you about five times this year. True. No, so he's got Russell Wilson, Nick Chubb, Zach Moss, Mike Evans, Russell Gage, Metcalf, Matt Ryan, Edward Zelaer. He's got Mike Davis on his bench, Gainwell. Like he's, you know, there's, there's, there's some decent names there. He offered me both of those guys. He offered me Brandon Cooks. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell! <laughs> it was—it's substantially the worst player in the trade for the best two. I'd have—I'd have—I'd have Bateman for, like, I'd rather Bateman than Cooks. Yeah, of course. And <laughs> you just all throw in AJ Brown's AJ, window. You have AJ as well. <laughs> oh, that's I felt, incredible. I, I, I literally, as I said in the chat, I felt like I was Tibet and he was China. And he was just trying to come in and just... And it's, <laughs> not like, it's, not like, it's not like Cooks is a keeper next year. There's no he's way 31, he's a keeper. And and he's like know. a sixth rounder or fifth rounder or something next year. Yeah. Like that's... Not yet. There's no appeal and, and, there and, he's on, and the irony is he's... And now he's on by. So he, yeah, he, I, he was... It just everything about it. Was, I just... Yeah. it. The more and more people need to hear it. Like when you trade with someone, think about what they want, what they need. Don't just think about yourself every time because it's not going to happen. <laughs> the commission's good at that. You, Andrew offered me two sort of... I offered DJ Martin for AJ Brown and Logan Thomas. Yeah. So it was you were basically actually trying to solve my need, which was giving me two wide receivers to start and taking a little commission in the process was kind of how I saw it. Um, and, you know... Well, it was reasonable. The thing that, in the end, as I said at the, at the top of the show, the thing that saved me was enough guys started that I only had to waver one guy and I had one guy to drop anyway. So it's, I sort of didn't have to blow up my team. So Woodsy was the guy who was getting the trade. I would have done a Kamara trade if I had to because I couldn't afford to sacrifice a week. Um, right, back to it. There's there's the old Dale expose. Oh, actually, you know what? Let's. I, I've got another... I got sent in another trade offer to out someone on, which I'm just going to dig it up while we move to the next team. But we're now into the business and the playoffs, guys. And this is the first one, the pup in sixth. Mm. Second, um, second worst scoring for the year, which is pretty impressive to somehow be five and four. Like you look at my last three weeks, I've gone three and oh and scored sweet FA in each of the weeks. I'm under no illusion of where my team is at. But with that said, I'm hoping my starters can be reasonable and I think I'm projected for in the 150, 160 range this week. So I think I've got some improvement in me. Yeah. Uh, my point, uh, since I've traded Alan Robinson to 
how much hair have you pulled out watching them play? It's one of the better wide receivers in the league and he's getting 40 yards a game. It's infuriating. Yeah. I mean, he's almost droppable, but again, Steve, I can't do it. <laughs> I can't do it. A, because I don't have a heap else on my bench, to be honest. So he's just going to sit there for now. But yeah, it is. It's frustrating to watch, given how good he is. It is it uh, it's disgusting. Yeah. Um, was, part of like when I did the trade, it was just getting him, like him and Ayuk were two. I'm like, I just need them off my roster, but I don't want to cut them. But if I trade them, then I can sort of sell myself that I did the right thing. He's he's wide receiver 53 and hasn't had a bye week yet. It's it's actually unbelievable. Where did he go in the draft? He was like a late third rounder, I think, from memory. He was or early fourth. Pick 39. And don't worry about being 39th in the season. wide receiver 50-something. It's unbelievable. It's, a, it's an absolute horrific, horrific. But you have done very well with one trade, which is the one with me. DeAndre Swift for Calvin Ridley. Gee, that one's not worked out too badly for you, has it? No, it has. It's probably saved me. Uh, it's probably got me, netted me a couple of wins. I mean, the thing with Ridley is a bit unfortunate. Um, I literally Even before only... that, though, I got one week out of him. Like one week of actual yeah. solid scoring. About yeah. one other week where I could start him and he scored nothing and that was it. Yeah. I literally kind of, the, the thing that tipped me over the edge of doing it was I've in, I'm invested in Ridley elsewhere in another fantasy league. So I was happy just to not be chips in with him in every single league I'm in, mm. um, which ended up being a really good strategy because uh, unfortunately he's hasn't played much. And when he has played, he hasn't looked himself. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, and look, from my perspective, well, it's an unfortunate outcome. I'd still do the trade again because my yeah. balance was wrong. Like I've had, I've had a good running back that on my bench every week. Like I didn't start Edmonds this week, and obviously that worked out well because he got injured. But he'd start pretty much in any team, and so if I had Swift, there's another running back I have to leave out. So it made more sense to move towards the balance of wide receivers, as you say. Just unfortunate. Hopefully he's back. Mon uh, keepers. Uh, any chance of a first round Kyle Pitts keeper next year? Tight end premium. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, look, probably unlikely, but who knows? Oh, yeah, no, nah, probably not. <laughs> I was gonna say I won't rule it out, but I reckon probably Michael Carter and Trey Lance are my two best keeper options at the moment. Khalil um, Herbert could land somewhere, Khalil as, Herbert's Montgomery could move or something, and he could interesting. end up being RB1. Yeah, he's the only other one really that's interesting. Um, he'd be an 11th, right? Yeah, I mean, the rest are pretty much either top end kind of draft guys, which you wouldn't be keeping. Zach Ertz, I can't remember where he went, but I don't think he would be a decent... Oh, was he, he wasn't even drafted. So Zach Ertz might be not horrendous, but that's at a stretch if you wanted one of those middling tight ends in the 10th round. You just need... you got to get rid of Dan Arnold. And then, yeah. No, I'm, <laughs> not, I'm, not, I'm not too worried about Dan Arnold, to be honest. <laughs> Wouldn't mind being attached to that offense. Yeah. But anyway, there you go. Upside. Look, um, I, I don't think my team's good enough at the moment, but... I'll, I'll try and get in there and see what happens. You just got to be in it to it. You never know what can happen from there. Uh, fifth, you've got the old Irv Smith Jr.'s meniscus. Now, before we, this might have to become a segment of the podcast because I've dug up this outing of a terrible trade offer. And again, Dale was the culprit. The offer was Mike Davis, who Dale obviously looking to offload given he's just, he's nothing. He's no good to anyone. He's droppable. Just drop him. 
he wanted a direct trade for Daryl Henderson. Oh, fucking hell. (laughs) 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 Oh. So, so just give me the whole package. So, AJ Brown, Rashad Bateman, and Daryl Henderson for Brandon Cooks and Mike Davis. <laughs> Good well, lord! If we'd both accidentally click yes, he's probably going to win it. He'd be league favourite, yeah, for he sure. <laughs> no, no meniscus required. Fucking hell! I'd love to. Um, Good lord! My <laughs> throwing Dionis my... Johnson for a sweetener. So I, I, I think this is appropriate to share on the podcast, but um, Dale's actually getting a renovation of his house done at the moment. And I can just imagine his negotiations with the builder. <laughs> it's like, all right, mate, I'll do your favour. You build the house and I'll give you 100 bucks, 150 Like just, just the lowballing. Oh, I don't know how. Out, you know. Outside of, so Dale's for mine, in a sentence or two, is a very interesting team. I think his starters are good enough to be pretty, like, be genuinely competitive in this league and, and you know, push for top four and give himself a chance. I think he has the most droppable players on his bench out of almost every league member, maybe, besides me. But, like, Mike White, yeah, make a case. Mike Davis, I'm telling you, like, don't bother. Kenneth Gainwell, same boat. Dearness Johnson, same boat. Nicole Hardman, you can drop him too. Because he just does nothing, and you can't start him with any confidence any given week. Marquez Callaway, yeah, sure, why not? Derek Henry, we talked about before. There's no need to roster him either. So his whole bench is full of blokes that you can't start. Um, so that's my biggest intrigue about his team at the moment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's been so stiff, hasn't he, with injuries? Is Oh, he has, no doubt. Derek no Henry, doubt. and then he's had he's lost Russell Wilson for such a big chunk of the year. Edward Zelaya, he's lost him for a chunk of time. I think he, he just traded for him. Traded for him, but yeah. Um, but what I, the story I think, Dale, is the White Lotus, Mike White. <laughs> White Lotus is so good. <laughs> he looked good, didn't he? Oh stiff so man. Unlucky to get injured when he got injured. Well, if he didn't get injured, he would have been me. Cursed him, mate. You cursed him, Manny. Yeah, I did. You're right. But oh yeah, I just I felt bad, felt bad because he just he just you know when that's that I know that first drive it's very different to the whole game because it's pre-planned all week and whatever. But first drive just looked good and then they kind of got a bit of an unlucky three now and then the next one just went straight down the field and they're like, "Gee, look at this guy." Even he, um, Josh Johnson or whatever the backup, like, like he yeah, put up three hundred yards, like. Yeah. Um, but he should be back this week. So we'll see how he goes against Buffalo's defense. I'll be angry after losing the Jacksonville. So yeah, back to back losses hard, to Jacksonville and the Jets. He's hard to start this week, that's for sure. Well, he's got Matt Ryan and Russell Wilson back, so he should be okay. Be good to go. Oh, Zach Moss looks good. He got a concussion on the weekend. Uh, yeah, that's not ideal. But he, he just, I don't know. I just feel like he, he looks like he can score every week. He's getting all the goal line work from what I've seen. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Don't mind him. And I'll tell you what, you wouldn't mind being the James Connor owner at the moment. No. Speaking of goal line work. Um, moving up to fourth, you've got oh. Jared and the fantasy team. We talked about him earlier, but gee, oh, McCaffrey back. 
Like it just running down the team, it's pretty nice. He's got Herbert McCaffrey, Taylor, Debo, Pittman, Ayuk, Waller, Derek Carr, Devonta Freeman in his flex. But then he's got on his bench Jamar Chase. He's got Gronk still to come back at some point in time. Alex Collins, Joe Burrow is his backup QB. It's just a pretty yep. nice looking outfit. Yep. Yeah. League five for mine. And you expect he'll make some moves before the trade deadline. If anyone's going to do it, it'll be Jared. So, um, uh, just Pittman. He's great. I love Pittman. I've got him in another league. He's just yeah. like Pitt, Pittman, Debo, Jonathan Taylor, Christian McCaffrey, Justin Herbert, Darren Waller. Holy moly! It's uh, you know, top five in in their position basically for each player. Um, Ayuki needs some lift for. He was better on the weekend, which was pleasing for him. Um, he's had a weird old year, but if he can, you know, if he can lift uh, for the rest of the year, he's got a scary team. And look, and as we've touched on, he's got Jamar Chase, he's got Kadarius Tony. He's deep. He's deep in every position. Mm. Um, and for mine, the the most dangerous team in it. Couple of flyers there too. Like he's got Mark Ingram. If Kamara gets injured, yeah. that could be a monster just to come off the bench. Mm. Just, yeah. Dallas Goddard's not a bad little backup tight end. Although it's crazy he's got Gronk, Goddard, and Waller. Yeah. Uh, you know, it's, it's, if they're all fit, that's three of the best 10. He's got them all. Deep, where was yeah. Debo in the draft? That's got to be a good keeper, doesn't it? I don't uh, think he was that late. I think he. It was like up. a seventh, I think. I mean, yeah. And that uh, might be okay. Oh, he's a uh, eighth, I think. So get him for a fifth next year. That's okay. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. good enough. It's played out well for him with what's happened with Ayuk because the question mark with Debo is like, who's the wide receiver one? But clearly he's kind of gone up into it. Third position, you've got Reese. Mentioned the James Connor owner. He'll uh, mm. feel pretty good about life at the moment. So he's... Probably hasn't had the best month in terms of scores, but he's, his team's pretty solid still. Um, we've touched on a couple of the guys along the way. He missed. He gets Aaron Rodgers back from COVID at some point in time. Jalen Hurts has proved himself a good fantasy scorer. Probably tight ends his big gap from where and, I and, and wide receiver three, he's like third receivers, a bit of a gap for mine as well. But other than that, yeah. Like he's, yeah. he's pretty strong QB, strong running back. Um, as you mentioned, tight ends a bit of an issue, but um, yeah, he's he's definitely good enough. And obviously, third, six, and three, um, you know, sitting pretty pretty solid. Although his points four isn't great, is it? So um, I think that can probably come down to a few few injuries he's had and a few COVID issues he's had. Um, but even if like say say he's got some upside there, if if someone like uh, if, if, like, the Saints get away from Simeon and start playing Taysom Hill, he's – I don't mind having Taysom Hill on the roster right now. Because mm, um, Trevor Simeon's no well better, so they could easily turn to Taysom Hill at some point during the year. Yeah. Um, no, so he's an off player. Any time. Could be this week. Like it's yeah, hard, correct, yeah. yeah. And he's uh, one of two people who hasn't made a trade all year. Mm. Mm, interesting. Um, so this was his draft team. Sitting there, I think that's 
yeah. the prime piece that we'll be looking to move, I think. Hey, I was just looking at Dalvin Cook thinking he's really underperformed this year. Um, and obviously it hasn't helped. He missed the game, but he's two touchdowns on the year. It's, it's where he's really making. But it got me thinking, in Superflex, obviously there's the whole debate around who do you take first round versus, you know, quarterback, wide receiver, whatever. Um, I'll tell you the first round quarterbacks. Tell me if any of these are actually worth it. At this point of the year. So Christian McCaffrey, well, actually, let's say over the whole season because one of them is Derrick Henry. Christian McCaffrey, Delvin Cook, Alvin Kamara, Derrick Henry, Ezekiel Elliott. Do you think any of those is a first-round pick? Obviously, Henry was, but now he's out for the rest of the Zeke's year. Zeke's been – like, Zeke, at the end of the first Kamara? round, I'm not disappointed with that pick. Yeah, I'm fine with Kamara, but he has Kamara. a nice. He's, been he's not been the fourth-best player in fantasy. Yeah, so who you're saying instead of it, you would have taken a QB in hindsight? Yeah, well, like, I, yeah, would Come you? On. I don't think I would have, but I think, but I just, yeah, it's just an interesting one because it's the another factor into the whole what do you take is how much more injury prone these running backs are. Yeah. So, yeah. It'll be interesting next year is how if there's a bit more run on quarterbacks early. Mm. What are your thoughts yeah. on taking tight end with your first two picks? Well, it's worked out well historically, hasn't it? I did it once and I finished, I think, a 1-1 game and Ben did it this year and <laughs> might win more than one. We'll see how it finishes up. Do you, I mean, to be fair to Ben in that, like, they're both sort of, I mean, Kittle's still the tight end one. Uh, sorry, Kelsey. But then, like, Kittle's... He is not. Winning. Yeah. Is he? I'm pretty sure he is. No way. Yeah, he's yeah, he is. He's very oh, he's um, having a shocking year. Yeah, that's just how good he is. He's like, had a bad few weeks. Remember, he started off like normal, where he was just him his usual yeah, self. True. Okay, fair enough. He hasn't um, had his buy yet either. But he's still no. he's 25 points ahead of Andrews. Yeah, right. Okay, fair enough. 2020. So how funny is that? I thought he was having like a stinky year. He's still like tight end one easily. Yeah. Wait till tight end premium comes in. <laughs> so Kelsey at one on one forty four, Andrews one ten, Gesicki. Kyle Pitts. Kyle Pitts at seven. Oh, he's crept into that all illustrious top seven. Is that a buy? He'll be right. Yeah, the only, he's only in the top seven there because Logan Thomas got injured. Yeah, it's true. But top eight's still pretty good for Pitts. Um, <laughs> yeah. Moving up to second position, this is the we we love to talk about this one, but Fitzy. The quest for sixth. Um, I mean, we covered it in a lot of depth well, earlier, but yeah, I, I've kind of been through this a little bit. Yeah. Um, for, for, for my my one liner on this one would be, I hate to say it, but I think he could very very easily miss. Yeah, he's he's got a tough schedule. Uh, still a very shaky QB two option. And a pretty shaky running back situation at the moment. All right. Yeah, he's very top heavy in the. So he's got what? Thielen, Adams, Hill, or Gray. And then when they're healthy, Montgomery and Carson, who are both sort of back end RB1s, probably at the moment, if they're healthy. But then it's, and Stafford, but then it's sort of, well, Henry's been good, but like Mac Jones and Hunter Renfro, you want him more as a bi week fill than an every week start. 
and he's got sort of Cup, Murray, McKissick. They're all like, you don't want to be playing them in like playoff games, which at the moment he needs to get a player from somewhere or he needs um, one of them to sort of step up. Mm. Well, I think you summed up. I think you summed up pretty well why he started the season off so well. He didn't have many injuries. And when you, when you list off, you know, Stafford, Carson, Montgomery, Thielen, Adams, Hill, that's pretty damn good. Yeah. Um, and when they're all healthy and firing, he's a tough team to beat. He's had a few injuries, so he's, he's fallen back a little bit. He's still six and three, obviously, but um, fall back to the pack a little bit from where he was at. Um, so he just needs a, a little bit of health in that department. He might, he gets, obviously, Montgomery comes back. Um, he was obviously good today or he's okay today. Um, bye week next week, which doesn't help. But if Chris Carson can come back, that's huge for him. Um, does he have any kind of keeper appeal for someone else where he can get a bit better in this starting roster? In that, in that like final flex position, instead of a Hunter Renfro, can he plug in a more elite piece there with a with a keeper option? Is it Zach Wilson? Is it Mac Jones? Is it someone else? Is it Mac Jones? Is there is there some option there for him to improve yeah. that starting roster? He's Maybe gone. even I think he probably He's needs to package beautiful. like Tony Pollard. And then Wilson or Mac Jones together to someone who's just out of it. Because I think Pollard's also a good one in that while you don't want to aim for him to be a keeper, you want him to be sort of your fourth or fifth keeper. Place. Whereas if Zeke place does place. his knee in a preseason game. I I don't mind as a 13th round next year, Sterling Shepherd. Hmm. Interesting to see what their QB situation is, that's for sure. Yeah, but just the way he started the year, like he can just rack up a lot of targets and for a 13th. I think Mac Jones could be pretty interesting too if they just decide to open up the offense a little bit in year two. Like I think year one, he's shown enough signs that he's, you know, he's he's managing the game well at the moment, but they may just open it up a little bit more. I think they've been pretty careful with him. This year, which yeah. makes a lot of sense, but he's he's almost looked the best out of a lot of them. So you know, I, I don't think he's a terrible flyer. Um, no. I can't remember where he got taken, if at all. Oh yeah, he got oh, he got taken sort of high actually, didn't he? But um, still, not a bad kind of dart throw as a keeper option, I reckon. And I said it earlier, but Hunter Renfro is a fifteenth. Oh, I still like that. Yeah, the only problem with Mac Jones is is Mac Jones sort of a starter for Fitzy at the moment. He sort of is. Yeah. So, I mean, I think with either of those, with Wilson yeah. or, like, if you did either Wilson or Mac Jones plus Pollard to someone, you probably have to get a quarterback back. So, yeah. Um, but but so like an easy trade, this, I, I think that Ben would probably try and get more. But, like, Mac Jones for Brady. I wouldn't do that if I was Ben. Like, the thing is, if no, you're agree. Ben. And- that's the sort of trade that he, he, could, he could package it up with something because that's, you know, again, Ben's got nothing to play for. So he, he should shop Ben. Brady I'm trying to get another Mac, jo- Mac Jones for um, Jared Goff. <laughs> and and <laughs> Alan Robinson. Um, and Alan Robinson. Just who else do you want to drop this week? <laughs> yeah. All right, let me have a look. <laughs> hey, while we're while we're at it, um, we were talking about earlier. So someone's got to miss, right? And I was just going through rest of season rosters for some of these guys that are sitting outside. So you've got Fitzy on six and three, 
at four and five on a so Fitzy's on twelve eighty eight, Commissioner on twelve twenty. So you go to catch him, but you're you know, we talked about his roster. He's got Ben, but he's got probably four hard games. Three of them are very unlikely to win. You've got Pup this week. Then you've got me. Then you've got Reese. Then you've got right, San Diego Demons. None of these are not winnable. Then you've got Pup again, Kenny again. Yeah. So that's your five. I won't be winning many of them. <laughs> <laughs> well, there's two he's losing. I, I just had a look at mine. I don't know if I, I, I know I'm going to jinx myself if I say this. So I don't want to say <laughs> it. But I'm sitting outside. I've got the bottom five times teams for the last five games. So hopefully, yeah. I, and Fitzy's only got, he's got two wins on me. But yeah, I don't know. I was going to say, I guess that's what you want. But at the same time, do you want to be able to control your destiny by beating teams above you? But yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah, but I, but I mean, I think lock the wind. Yeah. Yeah. keep winning. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, nine and five. If you control your destiny by winning all of them, that's a massive moz, isn't it? Yeah, I won't win another game. <laughs> <laughs> no way. But I won't bring I guess, that up like, either. Yeah, I, I and it's just it's the anomaly of the way the ladder is. Like the ladder last week was looked completely different. Yeah, that wasn't the case at all. No um, backtrack. Anyway, yeah, I, I shouldn't have said it. I knew I was going. To <laughs> let's 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 move on. Speaking of mozzing, one of the greatest all-time mozzers was the one I gave Havers when I called the season over after about one week. But he's still sitting atop the table. He's still the highest-scoring team. He's still looking very good. Six and three, first on the ladder. Can't fault him much. Kyler Murray missed on the weekend, and he had a loss, but he's still sitting pretty. What do you guys make of? Him. Uh, Cooper Cup just keeps I was, going. I was going to say, absurd. there's no surprise he's uh, he's the best team in it at the moment with Cooper Cup and Kyler Murray for that matter. Um, both absolute league winners at this point. So I'm just more more looking forward, and we'll get to it in a sec, but I'm just really, really looking forward to his matchup this week. It is a big, big game for both parties. Um, I was the other team that hasn't made a trade as well, which is to the two of the top three just pick their team, just don't able to beat my, everyone each week. Just that's that's yeah. disgusting. Is would you go as far, Katie, as saying if Woodsy loses to him this week, Woodsy season's over? <laughs> yeah, probably. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I can just see Woodsy's like blood slowly boiling as he listens. A, he normally comes up off the long run up in the WhatsApp group. This week he'll be a Dennis Lilly like run up oh, yeah. on the boundary. Well, it'd be yeah. well. He's got yeah. He's got the league leader this week into Fitzy, who will be both of them raring for a win. And then I can finish. So he's got the top two. I can finish his season in week 12, the following week. I can just oh, rivalry round season. Comes, it's just so good. Rivalry round will on. finish some seasons this year. I will finish Woodsy's season in week 12. Oh. It's going to be glorious. He's made a promise. Not only will I collect a 50 for that week, I'll collect it for finishing above him as well. It's going to be great. That's an ironclad guarantee. I mean, back to Haver's team. It just, it's so good. 
Austin Eckler, Daryl Williams, he's like that's going to sort of that's helped him expire a little bit, but it's pretty pretty nice. But then he's got, I mean, this is the one thing we've said all along: RB two is his problem. But apart from that, Stefan Diggs, Godwin, Cooper Cup, just a really attractive looking team. Hawkinson, the bench is a little shaky. He's got no depth. That's his problem. Because even his wide receiver three and his RB2 on the field are a little iffy. But, he, but he's and, got some elite options on the field, so that's sort of covering yeah. it off. And, and like he's going to get a 30 at both positions every week based on who he's got. Mm. It's just so hard to... He's, I just can't see him scoring lower than about 130, 140. Yeah. And so the sides, like the two... Having a chat to him, the Savo. So um, I think my issue with his team is that while it's a great team at the moment and it's sort of in that tier one because he doesn't have those keeper players to trade, like, who's he? Sony Michelle, maybe his best keeper? Please. <laughs> yeah, fuck, he sucks. Um, so then the, you know, the teams that are sort of I, in that tier two level that can Sony trade. Michelle's been, <laughs> Sony Michelle's been shit for the fifth straight year. It's a fucking <laughs> shock. <laughs> I, I'll give you a tip. He'll be shit next year as well. Sony Michelle. I remember last year on the oh. pod, I think it was your description of him was he gets the ball, runs up, runs up to the line and falls down. Like that's <laughs> yeah. his, his literal, his whole game plan. We would actually try and run past anyone ever. Just Sorry to interrupt, mate. Keep going. Uh, look, probably fair on Sony Michelle. But, um, yeah, sort of when those tier two teams trade away their keeper players and sort of get, you know, the Tom Brady's and George Kittles in, are they – then they're going to have the good starting lineups as well. So then it becomes a bit of more of an even playing field, I think. Mm. That is – Certainly, an interesting wrinkle that's gonna there's gonna it's gonna play out a bit more. I reckon over the next couple of weeks with the trade deadline looming, there will be. I, I can imagine there's gonna be a lot of trades coming up, which is good. It's what we want. And I, I, the best thing about this week was inadvertently by putting out the call for trades. I didn't actually do one, but I somehow prompted about four others to take place. Everyone <laughs> just got in the trade mood, so um, it, it's hopefully we're going to see that continue over the next couple of weeks. I'm just on that. I'm going to try and spice up because uh, I need the win here. Joe Mixon, I'm putting him out there. He's on by this week. If you're confident in making the playoffs, Joe Mixon is available. To me? There's only one person who should be confident in making the playoffs. We're just talking about his team now. Okay, well, here's your, here's your time to, you know, it's a public forum. So what kind of player are you after? Are you after a replacement running back? Are you after a... Elite I wide just, receiver, you after some depth, you after two players. What are you what are you after for Joe Mixon? Just a starting player that can help me win. That's I can to, just Josh Jacobs. might be interested. All right, send him through. There's plenty of time. They've got to put Jimmy, the podcast out here. Jimmy Garoppolo, Ben Roethlisberger. Uh maybe if you package them together. Brandon Cooks. All right. <laughs> I mean, if, I don't if you want cooks, you're going to have to throw in. I might have to trade for AJ but... Brown to Manny to get him to <laughs> add him to the trade. No, nah, I think yeah, no, nah, you, you're spot on. If you want cooks, I think then Zeke has to be in the trade. <laughs> <laughs> Zeke and Mixon for cooks. I reckon if you threw in a kicker, what do you th- Dale might yeah. just about go for it. Jesus Christ. <laughs> 
And just to the listeners out there as well, please send in your failed Dale trade attempts because I very much enjoy hearing about the preposterous trade requests he throws out there. Um, all right, so I think that would kind of wraps throw, us up on Davis. Would Mike Davis get a go in that trade as well? Oh, I mean, I've already got Cotterelli, so I don't want yeah, to have too much no. of the one off. Handcuff. Handcuff. You can have the, <laughs> the running back stack. Oh, Jesus. In case they uh, do a, I don't know, Statue of Liberty play or something and they somehow both get some points in a rushing <laughs> touchdown. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. Um, I think that wraps up on, hey, was, we, we still got him for the win or you guys, Jared's tip past him in your estimation of the yeah, 2021 champion? Um, I'm, I feel like this is... Groundhog Day. I feel like I get to this point in the year. What are we nine weeks in? I'm like, geez, Jared's got a good turn every year. So um, I feel the same way again. He'd, he'd be my favorite. Yeah, I think Jared. I'm also. I don't know. I've, Reese intrigues me as a person and as a fantasy manager, <laughs> um, especially as a person. Yeah, he's an enigma wrapped in a mystery. Um, but I. I, know, that's just, I like his team and I think he's got a couple of moves to make after having not made any. So, yeah, I would, I would, yeah, I'm keeping my eye on Reese. Also, if we, if we can self indulge for two seconds as the hardworking podcast hosts that we are, um, we copped a lot of shit, rightfully so, at the start of the year. There's no doubt about that. I think we're at the bottom four for a large majority of this year. Maybe we still are. But is there is there a world where all three of us sneaks into the top six? I think so. I mean, the first point where can we self-indulge, I think we've been doing that for a year and a half of podcasting. That's the whole point. <laughs> it, it, it can totally happen because... Probably as I play Kamish twice, we've got to split. If, oh, yeah, true. If Fitzy misses out, there's a world where Dale could slide further with his injuries. And he only has to drop one spot or like, you know, like one rung, one win. And there's three spots because you're already in. So there's only needs to be two more. So there is a world. I, I don't, I don't see it happening. I think, I think we're going to get down to the wire where it's going to be one or two of us and we'll be taking each other's spots, but that's good. Bit of, bit of healthy competition on the pod. Gee, it would like be a it. good story, though. Oh. Julian Edelman and I would be a hell of a story. <laughs> We'd do a podcast about it. <laughs> Write a children's book. Yeah. Um, all right, so we're, we're, I think that takes us through. So very quickly, six big games this week. Huge. Uh, we'll do our tips. The first one, Irv Smith Jr.'s meniscus coming up against the San Diego Demons. A lot on the line. What do you well, guys? It's actually well, projected any, pretty close to. Well, yeah. I mean, it's without the the Wilson projection hasn't gone in yet. Interesting yeah, Clyde Edward Tolaire sitting on the starting lineup. I'm not sure he's playing, but um like and obviously Camo's, Camo's got Higgins in there at the minute. Um will anyone be paying attention to this matchup at all? That's that's what well, I mean. Dale's five and four. Like I think especially yeah, some of us who yeah. are four and five, we sort does of anyone yeah. really care. Well, I need Dale to drop out of the playoffs if I'm going to make the playoffs. So, you, um, you, you is this the uh, the like maybe not this year, but like the Cincinnati Bengals, Cleveland Browns 
yeah. early window game that no one's paying any attention to, you reckon, King? Can yeah, we move this sure. game to London? It's like the Jets v Jacksonville, this one. It's just, yeah, who gives yeah. a fuck? <laughs> All right, well, well quickly, nah, nah, who are your nah. tips? Um, That's a bit so, harsh. It's good to see Russell Wilson back uh, for for Dale. That certainly helps. Um, Dale should be winning this, shouldn't he? I'm going to give a conditional tip. If Dale plays the White Lotus, I'm tipping him. If there's no White Lotus, then I'm tipping Camo. Wait, who's he? T- who's he playing the White Lotus ahead of? Matt Ryan. Matt, play him ahead of Russell Wilson. Oh, you I don't care. Me. If the White Lotus is not in the team, I'm not tipping him. That's I've got White so Lotus. You're, you're, so so, so Andrew's tipping Camo. I'm going to tip Camo as well. Nah, I just I'm reckon... Tip... Sorry, go... Nah, I'm tipping tip... Dale. Dale easily. My, my theory is this is not based on anything projection-related or even player-related. It's just, you know, sometimes where you visualize something into the future and it kind of manifests into reality. I can just see this season descending into Dale McAuliffe becoming a kind of George Costanza anger rage as everything that could go wrong slowly goes wrong for his team. So he starts off in this really nice position, sitting atop the ladder, winning the weekly totals. And then just bit by bit, the whole thing unravels. You know, the big, I was going to call him Mark Henry. Um, the big Derrick Henry, he's not quite as big as Mark Henry. Derrick Henry goes <laughs> the down. World, I reckon. The Camus, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's the world's talking. strongest running back. Yeah, Mark the best Henry. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Derrick Henry goes down. He loses to the commission by 0.3. It's just going to be bit by bit like it's going to unravel. So I just don't know what will happen this week, but it's going to be something unlucky. Just, Manny, on that, can you comment on, he didn't seem to post in the thread when it happened, but Losing by 0.3 to his boy Tyler Higby. What was Dale's reaction to the loss? I don't know. I don't no. know. Yeah. Shut nothing. up, shut up. Just yeah. no reporters, nothing allowed down at Smith meniscus. It was, yeah, I don't know. They're really, um, they're cagey down at the meniscus, particularly when things aren't going their way. They're very loud when they're <laughs> skiing down a slope. But as soon as they get into sort of the cross-country rifle on the back biathlon uphill skiing type situation, just you don't get a peep out of them. Mm. And we're at that point of the year where you can start to look ahead a little bit to the schedule. I will say that uh, Dale's got a reasonably favourable one. Um, Outside of Jared plays everyone kind of below him at the moment, obviously finishes off with Ben in the last round. So if he needs to get a win, um, as we kind of discussed earlier, Ben may have a shell of the side in that in that last round so uh schedule wise if you can get the win this week it's pretty big for dale i reckon he almost cements his playoff spot just about yes uh, moving on to the next one the old gibson free anter and the fan subs i'm just going to call them their name reese versus cam um i don't think anyone would know what we're talking about if we actually read the team name so yeah another big one cam is kind of still in that must-win every week stage. And, and Reese, as we talked about, it's just building nicely. Doesn't have a huge amount of buy issues this week, whereas Cam's got Saquon out for another week, or that's probably the last time. He's currently got down to form and starting, which is interesting. Yeah, I think uh, obviously Robinson will come, or should come back in, I think. The big question is, will Rogers get cleared? I assume he will uh, for... 
uh, for Reese, I think. I can't remember if he's going to play, but I'm pretty sure he will. Um, so both teams have kind of probably haven't got their full lineup in there at the minute. But um, yeah, it's probably that running back issue for Cam. If if Robinson gets up, he should be okay. Rugs probably won't play. He's on bye. He's also in jail, so um, that's an issue. <laughs> he's on bye. Yeah, that's his biggest problem. Um, yeah. What 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 do you reckon he does if you race, or what do you do if you have uh, Taysom Hill as the starter? And you've got Hill, Hertz, and you've got Rogers all playing. Who do you leave out? I think you got to play Rogers against Seattle. You probably yeah. probably just have a look out to see how Taysom Hill goes this week. I would think. Yeah, yeah. We're playing Tennessee as well, who've been pretty good defensively, despite mm-hmm. losing all their good defensive players. He 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 needs to pick up a tight end actually this week, Chris. He's got Evan Ingram, nothing else, so. Um, wonder if there's let's have, I wonder if there's anything there on the on the wire that's going to get him through this week. I'm just going to have a quick look. There's probably a few options there, but um, Ben Arnold, yeah, Tyler Conklin, Eric Cook. may or may not be in negotiations with him around trading Logan Thomas. Okay, here on good the to know. Good to know. What for? So, plenty. Brandon Cooks. No, I don't know. We're just there's just a three-way, a three-way with uh, Raz. <laughs> Dale, Cook, Cook, Dale's getting the homes and the Mar out of it somehow. <laughs> nice. Uh, All right. Who, who are we tipping? I'm going to go. I'm going to go Cam here. Little, little off the off the reservation, but it just mm. just don't know. To be honest with you, I'll, I'll actually just be straight up. I'm losing in the tipping, so I'm going to tip the. Underdog in every or the unlikely one in every game because they're going to catch up somehow. Uh, I've got to go, Reese. I, I can't give a speech about how I'm intrigued by him and then not tip him. I think it'd be a bit two faced of me. Yeah, Reese for me. Very good. Uh, big one. Big one for a lot of reasons. It's Fitzy and Jared. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and you talked about the game no one's watching. This is the game everyone's watching. Because if you're a contender, you're watching Jared with one eye on your game and one eye on his. And if you're like tattoos or you're just a general fan of the league, you're watching everything for does this year. Um, I mean, my take, main, the main taking point is hopefully we get a close one because we've got Stafford, uh, the Rams, D, Ayuk, yeah. and Debo all lining up on Tuesday. It could just be... Uh, one of those ones where everyone's on the WhatsApp just paying attention, not doing any love work. It. Yeah, it's a good call. I love those finishes. It's it's going to be big to see Rogers plays for Devontae Adams. He's probably a different wide receiver without him. So um, that's a that's a big wait and see for Fitzy. But um, this one should be pretty close, I reckon. Um, Hunter Renfro still in the lineup. Obviously, it, again, it, it's a little bit dependent on if he, if he can get some players back. If Chris Carson can play, that's massive for him. Um, that's a, obviously an improvement from from Hunter Renfro, I'd think. But um, yeah, he's got, got a little think? injury niggle, doesn't he? Yeah, he came out of that game for a fair bit with a little uh, little calf or something from memory. So because if um, he if he miraculously didn't get Pollard, up, Pollard suddenly becomes mm, a very good option. No, he, he came and back then, in. I think he he'll play. And matter and um, your boy Zach Moss is probably going to be out with concussion, so Singletary gets the boost there. 
against the Jets as well, mind you. So that could be a nice little matchup. So this might be a little closer than what the projections seem. Well, the, the bit that I love about this above all else is, as you said, there's a lot in the Tuesday game. Look how many are in the Monday, the Sunday night game as well. So for yes. both teams, if you look at the two primetime games, you've got Stafford, in Fitzy's team, Stafford, Hill, Hunter Renfro, Harrison Butker, and the Rams. And then on Jared's team, you've got Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Darren Waller, Derek Carr. You literally, it's going to be 40 to 40 going into when all the games are finished and then they're going to put up 100 points each. Good week to have a sleep in if you're Jared or Fitzy. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, they've just done a truce. They've just said, look, we'll just we'll take a week off. I'm going to tip, oh, I'm going to tip Fitzy. Ooh. Jared for me. Um, you would look, I, I was strong, Jared, and now I'm only. I've, I've come. I've come in a bit. I'm still. I'm still on Jared, but Fitzy. Yeah, you didn't win me over. The other two did with their talk of Fitzy, but um, <laughs> yeah, I'm still on Jared, but I'm, I'm not certain on it anymore. Oh, so what about the fence sit? Yeah, real <laughs> real non-committal sort of stuff. Oh, um, speaking of those that struggle with commitment. Uh, I know Woodsy <laughs> took a very, very long time to propose to Hannah and he's taking a very, very long time to get going this season, sitting in eighth at the moment, as Keeney alluded to earlier very subtly. Yeah. Hasn't really talked much about Woodsy tonight, but if anyone had missed it, he's sitting eighth. Um, he comes up against Havers in an absolute barn burster because firstly because of the implications for both teams, but secondly because the projections, oh. 158 to 155. Huge. Yeah, it's good to see him back where he belongs in that kind of bottom third, um, even though it's not really the case. But, um, yeah, geez, it, well, that's a massive, massive uh, projection for both both teams here. Um, what can we say about it? Kyler Murray, obviously, is a huge, basically the the biggest talking point in this one. If he, if he doesn't play, then he's in big trouble. Um, but if he does, he's... He's probably favourite to get it done. The um, I'm telling you, this Jimmy Garoppolo, Ben Roethlisberger, second QB <laughs> option here. I'm sitting there with Jared Goff, so don't mind me, but I'm just going to give it to everyone else who's got the second shit QB. But um, I don't think so. I don't think Fitzpatrick comes off IR. I don't. The glue is back together. Apparently, he's um, he had a setback, and I don't know. He's 38 years old, and Heineke's in there, and they're. They're two and six. Do they really care about bringing Fitz back? I don't know. Yeah. It's got the I think recipe. they would have bought him off the, like in the 21 days if he was coming back this week. So I think they've. Gotcha. Gotcha. I wonder, I wonder, I wonder if, depending on where Odell lands, could Woodsy have the pills to start him this week <sighs> with a new team? Wouldn't that be fascinating? This would be. Remember when Antonio Brown played his first game? For the Buccaneers last year, yeah, and he actually like put up pretty Good decent numbers. fantasy score. At least it was a touchdown, and um, uh, looking for him a bit. Yeah, and it's got that feel about it, doesn't it? Mm. If he if he landed, oh, what's he? Who's he got to leave out? So yeah, like, exactly. Playing instead of Garoppolo, yeah, that would be the real big ball. Mike dream. Williams, does he drop the love child? Oh. Odell Beckham. Um, or does he play him instead of Gaskin? 
against yeah, Baltimore's front. Yeah. So he plays Henderson up there and then plays. I don't, we're probably wishing this into existence, but yeah. uh, he'll There's have no to make that call on Gaspin to anything early. we say. The chances of him listening to us, particularly after the well, payout, probably, probably, probably the opposite. Yeah, it, I don't know. It depends on where fantasy pros rank OBJ. We'll sure, see yeah, how. I keep forgetting that. Um, and speaking of Tuesday excitement, this one could come Jimmy G at the moment, Jimmy G and Henderson versus Cooper Cup. Just, oh, wow. I, don't know. Who, I reckon. So, would you say, like, who, who's favorite if, like, if the scores are level? And it's Henderson and Garoppolo versus Cooper Cup. Who are you taking? I'd want to be on Henderson and Garoppolo, but I'd be so nervous. Yeah, I'd almost I would, or rather be on Cup just to have lower Cup expectations. In for like twenty something. Yeah, but Henderson's been good the last two. But he's put up like twenties the last two weeks. Mm. But then they're playing he, the Rams. Or, if Garoppolo yeah, has a bad Garoppolo game and Henderson, Henderson scores just. a touchdown, you're probably fine. That's the problem. Yeah. So so Woodsy would want to be. Within 15? Within 15, or oh, I reckon closer. If, if, if you're 15 behind. <laughs> yeah, I reckon I like 10 points. Like within 10. I want yeah. over 10 at least. Yeah. Imagine how yeah. good Woodsy's going to feel when after the Friday game he's on 35 because Justin Tucker's just gone and kicked. <laughs> True. Seven 50-yard field goals. It's, it's, could happen. It's, he'd want to given the draft capital he expended on him. All right, um, I, I'm going to tip. I'm going to tip Havers because he wins every week. I'm going with Havers as well. Woodsy, well, don't listen to this week. podcast, mate. It's not a good one for you. <laughs> <laughs> it wouldn't 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 have been a ride if someone had tipped him. Uh, the next one is the old Johnny United sensible haircuts coming up against Ben. Uh, bit tough for Ben too. Misses he loses Darnell Mooney and Fields, and obviously he gets Brady back, but. He was already only down to one quarterback last week anyway, so it doesn't really improve his quarterback situation. Bit of arm on Ross St. Brown in the lineup. What do you reckon? Yeah, is maybe. this the week he debuts Travis AJ Etienne? Dillon. AJ Dillon comes. <laughs> Travis. <laughs> yeah, AJ Dillon or Jordan Howard. Yeah. Um, Logan think... Thomas might be back, mate. He might uh, yep. plug in tight end 11 or whatever he is. I might, I might plug him into flex, particularly if Hopkins doesn't get up. Yes, um, I will. For Ben now, he's um, running back because Tuba is back to being the backup. Um, Harris might not play, um, and then he's got. So then he might have to play Howard and AJ Dillon as his starters, and then he's got to oh. yeah, probably pick someone up oh. off the waivers. For, <laughs> Podcast Unite. What a week. We're going yeah. two and one, boys. <laughs> I, I'm going to tip Ben in this fuck. one. Oh. <laughs> Get the fuck out of here. I've already lost myself enough by talking about my, my draw home. I'm not making it any worse. Um, nah, I, yeah, I've got him on a good week, but as we know with fantasy, that means nothing. You can you can get very unlucky with a couple of injuries. So he has one QB. Turn it up, mate. Yeah, and his his quarterback could die of old age before the game. He's got Brady. <laughs> I'll be tipping you, mate. Jesus yeah, Christ, many as well. All right, um, and then the last one, and I saved it for last because it's the battle of the hosts. 
the pup and the curse breakers, and it's a big game. Four and five, five and four. Keeney on a three-game win streak. The commission winning three out of his last four or something. Four out of my last five. Four out of his last five. Look at him. The the curse breaker himself. I've won three of my last three. Confidence levels? I'm not confident in this team at all. Pretty high. (laughs) (laughs) I will tell the listeners, I've got a move to make and it's in the works. So you better sell Joe Mixon this week, mate. Put it that way. Oh, Is it Tom Brady we're looking at? Oh, please. A bit better than that. Oh, If if Tua doesn't get up, yeah. Then the commission's going in with one quarterback. If Tua Ooh. doesn't get up, Dale, I'll be trying to trade you for Mike White. Ooh. Oh, the White oh, Lotus. Lotus. Yeah. That could be your well, biggest well, we option to, to win. Yeah. Get the White if, Lotus if, in. If it's going to cost you, you know, whatever the cost is for Brandon Cooks, getting Mike White, you, you'll have no roster. You won't be able to start a team. <laughs> Look, yeah. I'll, I'll start... The White Lotus and Brandon Cooks. What more do you need? That's like uh, 150 points. Easy. Yeah. Are you saying it's a Mixon for White Lotus sort of deal? Oh, I mean, I'd probably need to put in some more. That that might get you You one petal of the Lotus. I I reckon (laughs) Mixon and McLaurin might get you the White Lotus. Uh, Oh, shit. (laughs) <laughs> how, how, how are you feeling about AP, Kamish? I saw you got on him very early. You picked um, him up when the rest of us were still sleeping. Yeah. Um, it's fine. Like, he's more just a filler. Uh, I think he'd like, be better this week when he's got a bit more time, but he's going to be 10 to 12 carries and, you know, hopefully you get, he gets a touchdown. You know what you're getting. What a specimen. He hasn't changed one bit. Like his body oh. shape is the exact same. He looks identical to what he looked 15 years ago. It's unbelievable. He's little beady feel... eyes that poke through his helmet. <laughs> <laughs> I want a cookie. I, I just really feel for... Um... <laughs> Orange peanut. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I really feel for Frank Gore because... Yeah. He could have a Frank Gore. Think of all career. the running backs. Like Devontae Freeman's come back, Le'Veon Bell's come back, AP's come back. He's just sitting by his 1920s phone that he had in high school, waiting for a phone call and just the phone's not ringing. He's 36. Just it's just staggering. It's actually the funniest part about the whole Peterson thing was he's 36. He got signed a week ago. And they're like feeding him the ball early on in the game. I'm like, what is going on here? Well, they signed him and then they, because they're going to keep Elevated. him on the practice squad and they yeah. put him straight under the main squad because he looks so good in training. Well, he liked what he yeah. saw. He's a specimen. Uh, so I just checked up on Frank Gore. So apparently he's uh, in line to fight former NBA player and jazz superstar, Darren Williams. Oh, wow. Ooh. Boxing. You'd, you'd back you'd back the big fella in, wouldn't you? God. You'd back Darren Frank Williams is tall. Darren Williams has got the reach on him, I think. Yeah, but Frank's um, got the heart. Right. Yeah, yeah. Well, look, we'll save that for the off-season boxing podcast. Yeah. <laughs> That's fair. If you put an offensive line between the two of them, I know who'd win. 
there's no way no way the basketball jazz musicians working their way through that. Um, all right, so who are we tipping here? Uh, I'm on the the pup juggernaut here. Oh, to go four in a row. Will the will pup lose again? That's my biggest question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going the reverse, Manny. Yeah, yeah, just I'm trying to unmoz, and you're going for maximum moz. Well, um, I'm all in. Well, just you've you've got one of those, not like just a knife to spread it on, but you know when you go to like a proper restaurant, they've got those thick things to spread the butter yeah. on, sort of industrial yeah. things. Might as well at this point. One of them, yeah, lathering it up the pups. Mish, going for myself. Oh, ah. yeah. you wouldn't know it with the preview. <laughs> <laughs> really low key sort of tip there, but anyway, we'll take it. Um, a tip's a tip, so <laughs> yeah, I guess that's it. Good luck for the weekend. I'd like to commend Big us week. on a return to form. We've been doing some tight one hour podcasts and we've just blown out to a two hour spectacular this week. Well, in yeah. fairness, an hour of that was ripping into Woodsy for being eighth again, so it's a pretty <laughs> standard podcast apart from that bit. But we can reveal to the listeners that we'll be back again this time next week. We're going to double up again next week. So we're uh, making up for a bit of lost time last week. So looking forward to that. And with rivalry round on the horizon, it Mm. will be a very big couple of weeks in the Ocho Bowl. Absolutely. Forward to it.